We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for June 21st, 2015. And uh, today, another current event updates from pretty much the last week. Um, we're going to be covering a lot of different subjects today. And um, before we get started, just going into some scriptures, kind of to set the tone for everything like I've been trying to do. Psalm 103, verse 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Now, really, in today's day and age, obviously after Jesus, this would, would primarily apply to a born-again Christian. Although somebody that's even not saved, he's not dealt with them after their sins and rewarded them according to their iniquities. Now, if they go to hell, that's a different story. That's an eternity of being dealt with after your sins and rewarded according to your iniquities. So that's a whole other uh, deal there. So it's very important that uh, you have that issue settled. If you're not saved, if you're not understanding what salvation is, go to contendingfortruth.com. Click on the True Salvation tab, and there's a list of um, teachings I've done where we uh, walk you through that whole process in depth. I'm not saying it's complicated, but salvation and then the things that you know happen afterward. So it's, it's very important to understand that. So then the next verse, Psalm 103, verse 11, For as heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. So... If you're going into this dark time that we're moving into and you have no fear of God, you think he's the big guy in the sky, the heavenly bellhop, don't expect to get any mercy from God. Um, is the whole point of this. The fear of God is connected with more blessings in the Bible than about any other thing I can identify. Being, being humble before the Lord is connected with fear of God. Um, because if you fear God, you're obviously going to be humble before him. You also need to be humble before your fellow man. The Bible says, To this man will I look to of him that is a humble and contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. In, I believe, Isaiah 66, I believe, around there. So, to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. There's a lot of Bible verses that, that um, have to do with the fear of God, both New and Old Testament. And um, it, it's, it's how you get saved as well from the standpoint. You don't come to God proud. You don't come to God like I'm doing him a favor getting saved. The Holy Spirit has to draw you and you need to come before him as a little child. And Jesus even said that unless, you know, you come before me as a little child, you're not see the kingdom of God. So it's not, salvation isn't something that, that we go into proudly and, we're doing God a favor and this type of thing. You need to have the right mindset and the right um, heart as you approach the Lord regarding that. So, there's the, suffice it to say, there's more blessings connected with fear of God, fear of the Lord, than any other thing in the Bible. Now, the Bible also says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So, I'm not talking about walking around constantly trembling like a chihuahua, you know. Um, but having that reverence to God... Um, when Jesus talked about fear not man who's able to just kill you, but fear, you know, God who's able to cast both body and soul into hell, that type of thing. Um, to have that perspective, I think is important. 
And also that keeps our eyes fixed on the Lord when we have that mindset. It doesn't, if you have that mindset, no matter what's going on around you, you're still going to a lot of times key back on that fear of God, humility before God, um, asking for his mercies. Uh, as Solomon approached God, I am as but a little child. I know not whether to come in or go out apart from thee, O God, basically like that. And that pleased God when Solomon, the richest, uh, most wisest man on the planet at the time, when he said that to God, um, it's one of the few times you'll ever hear God was pleased with something that a man did. I'm not saying he's never pleased, but I'm saying it was actually stated there. So, um, anyway, that's that's just something to think about there. Um, next verse, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Um, and again, that really in today's day and age would imply the blood of Jesus Christ applied to your sins, washing them white as snow. Um, if you're not saved, that verse really wouldn't apply. Okay, so next verse, Psalm 103, verse 13, Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. I mean, if you had your child in front of you, and they come before you, and, and, and you've done something wrong, and, and they're coming before you, and they like basically humble themselves and get on their knees and, and are just sitting there quaking in their boots, knowing that they deserve retribution, it's going to kind of hard to be mad at them, you know? Or if you do punish them, it's typically not going to be near to the extent of what you might have. Now, if you do something wrong and you go, like uh, you have a child... I'm trying to use analogies here, and you and you go before your parents, and you're proud and arrogant, and say, "Yeah, I did it." What are you going to do about it? Well, then you're going to really get it. You've showing you're showing no reverence. You're showing no real respect. You're 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 you know what I mean toward your parents. Well, then how much more so toward our heavenly Father? I think that's the point of it. This this verse. Um, so the Lord pitieth them that fear Him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. Okay, basically, you know, Adam was created out of the dust of the ground. You know, and we're part of that lineage. So, I mean, when people are cremated, and I don't advise cremation, it's not biblical. And if you think it is, email me and I'll send you the, the many, it's pagan. Cremation's pagan, okay. But when they cremate somebody... I mean, it's just a bag of dust when they're done, you know. So, um, he remembereth that we are dust. And that's literally what, when you cremate somebody, it's literally like dust. It's on, not even like, you know, like um, dirt. It's, it's more like dust than any other thing you could describe. And then verse 17 says, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness under their children's children. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. That's another verse. So again, just verses to keep in mind regarding the day and times we're moving into. I like to start out with the proper... And I don't do this every single time, but I, I try to interject, all, particularly with these studies. I mean, they're getting more horrific by the week. And, and like what we covered in the last seven-part study, and I know the last part were a health corner, but 
I mean, that was, that was about the most heavy-duty study I've ever done. You know, and we're just seeing a lot of these things that are predicted in the Bible, like what we're going to be talking about next. We're starting to see them come to pass, come alive, which really makes Scripture come alive. It confirms the Bible. It, it's, it's all the more obvious now that everything the Word of God said, that everything Jesus said, everything the book of Daniel and Revelation and those types of prophetic books predicted about the end time are coming to pass. Now, not everybody has the same um, viewpoint on exactly how that's going to come to pass. Obviously, there's a lot of divergent viewpoints, but the bottom line is the big major tenets, like the next one we're, we're going to be talking about, where Jesus said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. Okay, that's what we'll be talking about a little bit in this first part. Um, I mean, there's no doubt that's going. Earthquakes, plagues, pestilences, and divers. I mean, we're going to be talking about that. Um, so, it really does make the scripture come alive, and it's just more confirmation that the word of God is true, the King James Bible, and the English-speaking language. So, if you're not aware of that, again, King James in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com as to why that's the version you want to read, not these other... I would call them New Age Bible verses that are derived from a totally different underlying corrupted um, Greek Hebrew text. Okay, so I I can't get into that today, but I've I've done whole studies on that. So next, the first report, and this report is a little bit. It, it's we're only going to be playing about oh, a little over eleven minutes of it. I'm going to probably fast forward through some of the parts to kind of go through it a little bit quicker. But um, it's entitled, Jane Helm Splinters Globally Colliding with the Bohemian Grove Cremation of Care Satanic Ritual, which is literally going on, I think, like tonight. You know, I put out an email yesterday regarding the human sacrifices that they're planning on performing around the world with the summer solstice. They always, it's one of their high satanic holidays. And the things that are going on in California. And I am not endorsing, just so you know, Stu Webb on that. Um, I was trying to get out the content. Anthony LeVay, or Jess LeVay is what he goes by, An uh, uh, Anton LeVay's son, who they deny is his son. And I, listen, I, I listen to enough interviews from that guy. I do not detect guile in him. I do not think that he's lying. I don't see what he has to benefit. The poor guy was castrated at the age of 12 by Anton LaVey. And he sounds like about a 12-year-old because he never even probably maturated or went through... Um, he couldn't go through puberty or, or a lot of the things that he was going through. And he chose not to even get male hormones because he's like, no, he says, I'm just going to... This is... This is where I'm at. I'm just going to... He's so humble. I mean, I just... I listen to that guy. I'm like, I can't do anything but love that guy. I mean, he, he is just... Ugh. I mean, anyway, that was why I was trying to get it out, to create awareness of the summer solstice. Again, and I've talked about this a lot in previous studies. And sometimes if I glean from somebody, I don't, like, necessarily um, agree with, like Stu Webb. On a lot of issues, I mean, the guy is, oof, he's a piece of work. Um, I'm trying to get content out regarding a broad subject, and he may have been the only one that really covered. He's the only guy that really, you know, did that interview with him regarding 
you know, these satanic ceremonies. Here's a guy that, that, that saw this stuff firsthand with, with this uh, Anthony, or I guess he goes by Jess LeVay now. Um, so, anyway, uh, let's go further here. I'm going to go ahead and, and play this uh, play this video. going down folks the final battle of saber strike 15 you're watching it right now multinational forces colliding on the battlefield a show of force on public display unlike anything we've seen since world war ii did you see this on the news exactly so you can watch this video but he's in the whole video he's playing all of these war exercises and war games in the background basically trying to show you that they're ramping up not only in really America, but this is abroad, most of these uh, exercises are abroad or practicing for abroad um, with potentially war with Russia. Um, we, we know what's going on with Jade Helm. I've been reporting on that over and over, but this is going on all over the world is, is the whole point of this, this uh, video. I'll break it down for you in just a second as I've got a ton of news to report, but first I want to welcome the thousands of new subscribers to the channel. If you haven't yet subscribed, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Now, on to the news. As you know, I've been tracking recent troop movements and rhetoric spewing from global leaders for weeks now. With so much action this week, I decided it was best to consolidate the madness into this one report that you need to watch to the end to grasp the full scope of what is happening globally right now. First, Jade Helm 15. For my assessment, it appears that Jade Helm has unofficially gone live early, splintered into multiple exercises, and gone global. But that's not the half of it. Officially, it begins in July. On the same weekend, the elite meet safely in Bohemian Grove. And get this, the start date actually coincides with the cremation of care ritual. Now, some people I've spoken to speculate that it actually represents the physical manifestation of the cremation of America. I'm going to talk more about the cremation of care Bohemian Grove ritual. If you're not familiar with that, just kind of hang tight a little bit. I'm, I'm going to get it. I've done a whole study on that. And I'm going to go over the, um, oh, the, the little description paragraph of the study so you have a little bit more idea what, what we're talking about here but again and it coincides with the start of the summer uh solstice which um is is today is, is sunday uh june 21st and and again very very high satanic holiday occultic um holiday or in their words holy day which is where you get the word holiday from unfortunately most of the Holidays we celebrate are occult holy days. That's how that word got its origin, essentially. While that may be a stretch, other theories range from martial law takeover to training for an Iranian invasion. But given the extreme intensification of military exercises worldwide in coordination with NATO, the preparation could most likely be targeted at Russia and China. Now let's take a look at what's transpired over the past few days. This week, four international pre-Jade Helm splinter drills kicked off. Operation Noble Jump, Operation Saber Strike, Operation Baltov, and Operation Eagle Talon.
Ball Top 2015 is a major naval exercise involving 5,600 air, naval, and ground forces. It's taking place in Poland, Sweden, Germany, and throughout the Baltic Sea. Ball Tops is all about alliance unity, alliance solidarity, alliance security, and uh, security of the Baltic region. So the alliance has come together with 14 alliance members and three alliance partners in a special relationship here with a huge flotilla of forces at sea to conduct a full spectrum of operations from uh, air defense, mine countermeasures, anti-submarine warfare op operations, and amphibious landings. And I think uh, that shows a very strong message of resolve. Now the exercise is designed to solidify interoperability and display the power of allied and partner forces to defend the Baltic region. A total of 49 ships, 61 aircraft including B-52 bombers, one submarine and a combined landing force of 700 Swedish, Finnish, UK and US troops are participating from 17 NATO nations and partner nations. Operation Sabre Strike includes 6,000 troops from 13 countries and features the integration of U.S. close air support with partner nation ground forces and a demonstration of U.S. air deployment of forces and equipment. All activities in Sabre Strike are featuring joint multinational training among the participating nations. The video at the very beginning of this report was from the Sabre Strike final battle. Now here's the big one, Operation Noble Jump, also taking place in Poland, is the exercise training of over 2,100 personnel from 11 allied nations for the new Spearhead High Readiness Force. This is a new force created by NATO that includes 5,000 land troops. In one drill, Czech and Dutch soldiers practice on the mortar range. I am 2nd Lieutenant Roman Kamenski. I am from the 43rd Paratrooper Battalion from the Czech Republic. Today we have been on the firing range uh, in, the, in the Poland and we are common training with the boat of the fire. We are firing direct fire. a force level of around 30,000 troops. Now let's go to take a look at Exercise Eagle Town. It's part of the larger Operation Atlantic Resolve in a sub-exercise of Operation Baltop. It includes Polish F-16 fighter jets from last Air Force Base, Poland, U.S. airmen from Spangledem Air Base in Germany, and the South Carolina Air National Guard in support, like I said, of Operation Atlantic Resolve. NATO's Jen Stoltenberg expressed pride in his new reaction force at a recent press conference. Take a look. Uh, I've just um, visited uh, the uh, soldiers uh, which are uh, conducting the exercise uh, of the 
very high readiness uh, joint task force for the speedhead force of NATO. And uh, I'm impressed uh, by what I have seen. I have uh, seen uh, soldiers from uh, nine different nations uh, acting as one and uh, showing that uh, NATO is able uh, to uh, provide the readiness and the preparedness uh, which we need in a new and more challenging security uh, environment. I have seen highly professional soldiers uh, from different nations uh, working together and uh, this is, as you know, the first time the spearhead uh, force is uh, deployed uh, on an exercise uh, in another country as uh, uh, the exercise which is taking place in Poland now uh, is and, uh, and uh, it is important that we have these kind of forces uh, because uh, NATO is facing a new security environment, both uh, caused by violence, turmoil, uh, instability in the south, uh, ISIL in Iraq, Syria, North Africa, but also caused by the behavior of uh, a more assertive Russia, uh, which has used force uh, to change borders to annex Crimea and to destabilize eastern Ukraine. Now, by Stoltenberg's own admission, these actions are for ISIS and Russia. Now, watch, you need to watch this again. Watch his reaction again. You could almost see the smug power he knows that he wields against the threats that he claims. Now, when you add it all up, and include the 13,000 troops from Operation Hedgehog a month earlier, we're talking about a fighting force of 26,700 soldiers prepared to go to war with Russia as the declared threat. Remember, NATO has increased its forces to 30,000 troops. Now, 1,300 miles away in Spain, Deputy Secretary Antony Blinken and Spanish Deputy Foreign Minister Jimenez have signed the U.S.-Spain Amendment. This amendment allows for permanent placement of a U.S. crisis response force at Moron Air Base in Spain. Take a look. The significance of these events cannot be underscored enough. My friends, what you are witnessing is not being reported on by the corporate press. The staggering amount of military exercises occurring right now is unprecedented. Not since World War II have we seen this level of military activity, and it keeps intensifying. NATO is provoking Russia with these actions, citing Ukraine and Crimea as the reason Putin responds in turn by adding more nukes to his arsenal. And now the fact that Putin is adding 40 new nuclear intercontinental ballistic missiles to his arsenal, and he's executing his own Jade Helm-level exercises in September, we all need to stop and take pause. 
the planners of these events take everything into account. Names, dates, symbols, they all have meaning. The fact that the official start of Jade Helm coincides with the cremation of Care Ritual in Bohemian Grove is no coincidence, I assure you. These leaders have the power to destroy the planet in the palm of their hands. Both sides are threatening to... Now, I disagree with that. Uh, I mean, the Lord Jesus Christ, Father God, they're sovereign. They determine if something is going to be let to happen. Now, obviously, there's a lot of prediction of this in the Bible, but it's not like they could just do something outside of the will of God and defy God and, and annihilate the whole earth. I don't see Bible for, you know, six million people dying before the tribulation even starts is the point I'm trying to make. Okay, I'm not saying there's there might not be a lot of cataclysmic things going on. We're going to be talking about that today prior leading up to the tribulation but to have something an event happen prior to the tribulation that would dwarf the tribulations um predicted death toll to me i just don't see bible for that i, I think the, the bible would have to mention something like that if we were going to get into that prior so there's a restraining hand from god that's been there for a long time on a lot of these situations is the point i'm trying to make in and um so, so we can clarify that a little further. He used nukes and escalating tensions beyond repair. With a virtual media blackout on these actions, we must act to inform the world. Now, I know I say this at the end of every video, but it's imperative that you and I coordinate our efforts to share this video. Look around at all my social properties. So he's, this Gary Franchi, and you can watch the video. Um, it's Next News Network, it looks like. And, um... Um, you can uh, avail yourself to that. I give you the link to to his uh, to the video up there, so you can watch that for yourself. And and on that note too, um, I really believe my emails have been targeted heavily. I'll send them. I'll send my newsletters to myself, primarily the end time current event newsletters that do not have an audio. Okay, so uh, the, I'll send out newsletters that most of the newsletters I send out do not have an audio. The the e audios. It'll always say that at the start, and that's where, like, this one will be, and I'll have the audios. But most of them are either end-time current event newsletters or health newsletters, and they, they will not have audio. But um, <clears throat> I've had, I'll send them to myself, literally from when I make the email, and I should be getting at least two. A lot of times I don't get either. So, you know... I really believe they're being heavily censored at this point. Um, I, I emailed my webmaster, Dan, about this, and he said, I imagine your emails rank high on the spam rating as well, and many listeners need to check their spam folders and whitelist your email account for a better delivery. And he's going to work on maybe some other things we can do as well. But I, I wanted to at least mention that as well, because I, I, you know, it's, it's increasingly becoming apparent to me as, I, as these things should be coming back to me that they're not now i have a very high open rate because uh, i can see like um the percentage of the emails I, I have my email list has a way high open rate than the average email list that is out there available it's like almost double in um but even that if 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 you know 30 or 40 percent of them are going into spam those are emails that are never even looked at or whatever you might be on the email list you might not be i put out more emails lately 
um, particularly end time current event, than I have ever had in all my years of ministry. I have been working harder in the ministry and, and with the audios, put out a seven-parter last week, never did that before. And on top of that, all of the other end time current event newsletters that I've been putting out. I've been putting more work into that than I ever have because there's been so much breaking horrific cataclysmic news to get out there. And I really don't think, though, that a lot of these are getting through. So I just wanted to make you kind of aware of that. Um, the Bible says in Matthew 24, 6, Jesus said, And you shall hear of war, and this is basically leading up to the tribulation, into that time. And you shall have wars, you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that it be not see that ye be not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So I want to temper the video we just listened to with that verse and with Mark 13, 7, where it's again stated by Jesus, and such and when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be not troubled, for such things must needs be, but the end shall not yet shall not be yet so again we don't want to get you know go crazy or anything and in but this is just one more confirmation that we're increasingly moving into uh the end times that jesus christ talked a lot about now my teaching he talked about bohemian grove i'm just going to kind of give a quick update on that i did a teaching and and i give you the links here it's called the bohemian grove exposed this was all the way back in 2009 August 9th, 2009, and here's the description. Bohemia Grove is a 2,700-acre compound located at 20601 Bohemian Avenue in Montreal, California, belonging to a private San Francisco-based men's club known as uh, the Bohemian Grove. should be a uh, San Francisco-based pedophile uh, club. Anyway, in mid-July of each year, Bohemian Grove hosts a two- to three-week encampment of some of the most evil, powerful men in the world, each year, uh, up to 2,900 of the world's most influential CEOs, government officials, financiers, industrialists, and media moguls gather to hear speeches, network, and share common agendas on basically how to implement the satanic worldwide agenda. Jesus said, in secret have I done nothing, meaning John 18, John 1820. Uh, be, why? Because Jesus had nothing to hide. Why then the secrecy from all these nations' top leaders? A bizarre pagan ritual of the Bohemian Grove is called the cremation of care ceremony is practiced by its members, all men, including both Presidents Bush, Ronald Reagan, Richard Nixon, Jimmy Carter, Colin Powell, Walter Cronkite. He was the voice for many years of, of you, you actually, when you see um, Alex Jones go in there. And do it now. And again, no, I I know that a lot of people said, well, the only reason he got in is because he's one of them. You know, hey, maybe that's the case. I don't know. I, like I said, I say with Alex Jones, I take everything with a grain of salt. A lot of what he reports on is just absolute fact. I mean, their their story, their their reports that he didn't initiate, they are. But whether he is the ultimate Trojan horse to the Patriot community, I'm still looking. I think in the end, because he's had guests on his show like. Uh, David Icke, who is a Christ-hating devil from, you know, the pit of hell, and and um, a lot of really heavy-duty CIA and governmental supposed insiders that are now good guys, okay, and um, the fact that he hasn't been, I guess, assassinated, I, I have a lot of, obviously, mixed feelings about the whole 
about the whole thing with Jones. I think there's a lot you can glean from the site, but again, cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm and his heart depart from the Lord. You, you don't put your trust in Jones. If you're going to put your trust in Jones, you're going to end up in hell. You know, the guy plays hard rock. I mean, some of the most wicked satanic mu music intros at, you know, almost the start of every segment. Um, not every, but a lot of them. You know, he has people like, you know, some of the most wicked people in Hollywood he interviews. Charlie Sheen and, and you know, the guy from Megadeth who's supposedly a Christian. Well, then why haven't you stopped making the satanic music then? You know, a lot of really gigantic red flags. I think he has his own version of, of what he believes Christianity to be. And he calls out the 501c3 church, and I appreciate that. Um, but I think it gives him, he thinks that gives him a pass to be very carnal and worldly in a lot of other different ways. And, and I think that gives his listeners a pass as well, because there's so many people that follow this guy like he's their salvation, you know. And ultimately, I think that when things get bad, and that when things go down and we have the potential for this whole alien invasion false garbage, however that's going to go down, I've done a ton of studies on that, on possible scenarios there. And when the Antichrist, the false prophet, come with all the signs and lying wonders and false wonders and stuff of this, I think he's going to be pointing people to them. I think that he's not going to hold fast in the faith and, in, in, you know the Lord Jesus Christ and the Word of God. I don't see him doing that. I don't see him doing it now. I appreciate what he's done recently with the abortion clinics um, when he's went out there and, and, and called them out. And, and, and so, again, I have a lot of mixed feelings. Um, but there's been a ton of stuff that he's done, that he's doing and done in the past that are gigantic red flags. And, um, you know, so just kind of bear that as it is he keeps supposedly broke in to the bohemian grove there's a whole video up there that you can go watch dark secrets of the bohemian grove and got in got all this inside footage got the footage of the cremation of care and the whole nine yards so again glean take it with a grain of salt only put your trust in the word of god and the lord jesus christ not in me either you know and in in um uh just key in on on the lord so anyway let's go further here in mid-july of each year um the bohemian grows a two to three week encampment and so then there's why why is there all this this secrecy each year at the bohemian grove members of this all-male club don red and black silver robes to conduct an occult ritual wherein they worship it at a 40-foot stone owl while sacrificing a mock human being in effigy to what is called the Great Owl of Bohemia. And so supposedly this is the, the big way that they blow off steam all of these titans of industry and heads of state and all of these sick, disgusting, reprobate devils. This is how they blow off steam. They're, they're cremating, they're, they're burning up their care of summer, of, of all of the, the incredible stressors they've had to undergo over the last year. This is this is the cover that they use. And from from what I from every account I've heard, and this isn't just from Jones, this is from a lot of people that have actually been like waiters there or um, people that have been used there as sex slaves. You know, they bring in the, the, the male prostitutes, the little boys and the whole nine yards and, and they do all manner of wickedness to them. 
because all of these guys are, are most of them are bisexual pedophiles that, that really like young boys. They do all manner of wickedness and evil to these to these boys, and then they kill them afterward. And I mean, that's that's what I've heard over and over goes on at the Bohemian Grove. This is how they have fun. This is their version of fun, and they and they have a hunting game where they send them out in the woods and, and they hunt them down like dogs, and you know they get them and they rape them and they pillage them the whole nine yards and they kill them. That's what they do for fun. That's what these people are all about: death and hell. They serve Satan. They are Luciferian. They are of their father the devil and of his lust and of his works. They will do. And this is how they take pleasure. This is how they get pleasure. These are the same people that are calling the shots for all the stuff that we're talking about on a weekly basis. Whether it's Jade Helm, whether it's this water crisis in California, they're the ones at the head of all this stuff. Or people like them. And so, let's go further here. Um, so they, they worship this great owl of Bohemia, to which Romans 1, 22 and 23 says, this comes to mind, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and change the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like to a corruptible man and to birds. You got your worship in a 40-foot owl, okay? Uh, and four-footed beasts and creeping things. We will then be looking at the many aspects of this, of this topic as, as well as how Moloch, Lilith, and Athena, and Minerva could also play a part in this debauchery. Now, everybody says it's a 40-foot it's a owl and it's Moloch. From my research, it's not Moloch, it's Lilith. Uh, Moloch was never worshipped in owl form as far as I could identify. Lilith was the one that was more so worshipped in owl form. And um, Lilith being the, also the, the basically the goddess of child sacrifice. Lilith being one of the main deities that um, is worshipped and is called upon at the abortion centers. Where it's a proven fact that occultists typically tend to own abortion facilities and they they view not only um well they, they like the money coming in but they also view all of the the children being sacrificed at the abortuaries as sacrifices to lilith or artemis or chemosh or whatever deity that they're into um so anyway it's a three-part teaching i give you the links there and you could avail yourself to that if you like now going further Tensions build as Supreme Court readies blockbuster rulings. This is from Reuters. Gay marriage supporters hold a gay rights flag in front of the Supreme Court before hearing about gay marriage in Washington. They probably went there after Coach Dave Dobbemeyer's prayer team went there to counteract whatever prayers were said because they're, they're in the same spot and they've got this gigantic gay flag. I mean, it's so big you couldn't, it, you couldn't even fly it on a flagpole. It's so gigantic. It looks like they're... they're it's being held from one end to another. I don't know how big it is, but um, they're there on the steps of the Supreme Court. Tensions are building inside and outside of the white marble facade of the U.S. Supreme Court building as the nine justices prepare to issue a major rulings on gay marriage and President Barack Obama's health care law by the end of the month. Of the 11 cases left to decide, the biggest are a challenge by gay couples to state laws banning same-sex marriage and a conservative challenge to subsidies provided under the Obamacare law to help low- and middle-income people buy health insurance that could lead to millions of people losing medical coverage. Many legal experts predict the court will legalize gay marriage nationwide by finding that the U.S. Constitution guarantees equal treatment under the law and due process, even if you are a reprobate devil from the pit of hell, um, which prohibits states from banning the um, same-sex nuptials. I put the one part in, sorry. Um, 
the liberal for liberal justices are expected to support same-sex marriage and the conservative justice anthony kennedy the expected swing vote he's the conservative swing vote has a history of backing gay rights so he's conservative but he has a history of backing gay rights why why would we even call him conservative then he's a devil he's nothing but a devil from the pit of hell essentially or, or guided by that um in three in the three key decisions since 1996 kennedy has broadened the court's view of equality for gays the most recent was a 2013 case in which the court struck down a federal law denying benefits to married same-sex couples um so this guy already has a history of this unless the hand of god moves mightily in this regard it sounds like to me that the gay marriage thing is a done deal and it'll become law of the land now what that's going to mean to america from a judgment standpoint i can only shudder to think but looking at all of the stuff on the horizon that we're going to be talking about today just bear that in mind this this decision right here alone if that happens from a judgment of america from god happening we really open the floodgates for that to happen um and so kind of bear that in mind as we go through the teaching that they're just getting ready to rule on this and what that could mean for judgment on america now um We'll talk a little bit about the um, Christians, uh, what happened in Charleston. Christians in Charleston, South Carolina are demonstrating unity and forgiveness in the wake of the horrible shooting tragedy that shook the nation earlier this week. Reporters are on the ground documenting the emotional aftermath of the event that claimed the lives of nine church followers. Contrary to the unrest witnessed during Ferguson and Baltimore, which was agitated because of the help of billionaire George Soros-backed organizations and the predicted violence in the form of summer of rage riots, suspected shooter um dylan storm roof's actions were seen to have strengthened the christian community suppressing the race war and the suspect admitted to wish which is what he admitted to foment in other words he was trying to create a, a race war okay now i believe he was a mind-controlled slave that was triggered and he was just going through this programming and we're going to get into that in a second um but the Christians that I have seen down there seem to be coming together in unity. Now, there's, it's not that that's all uh, whatever, roses and pixie sticks down there. I mean, there, there's a lot of people down there that are saying, um, you know, listen, we're going to, you know, next time it's going to be fire, and next time it's going to be blood and all of this other stuff. And, and so, listen, I don't blame them for being mad. <laughs> I don't, I don't blame the black community for being mad about that. Um, my biggest problem with this, whole, with this whole subject is the disparity of reporting regarding, let's, okay, if we're going to report on this subject, okay, can we please report on both sides of the issue instead of just, just all, of we, we're, all we ever hear about is when blacks are either killed or taken advantage of or shot or whatever what happened there in charleston is absolutely horrifically terrible i would never ever in a billion years condone anything like that it is ridiculous the guy i mean this this little devil from the pit of hell that did this okay i mean you know whatever whatever i mean i i shudder to think what this guy deserves okay 
the amount of heartache and pain he created is so wrong and so evil. But again, it's a satanic agenda to create a race war between the blacks, okay? But the reporting is so one-sided regarding the subject. And see, as a white man, I'm not supposed to say anything about it. I'm supposed to shut my mouth. If I was black, I could probably say something. I'm talking about from a from a general societal um CNN, MSNBC, what is the accepted, what is the accepted political correctness, okay? I'm not supposed to say anything. I'm supposed to keep my mouth shut and basically not say anything about all the other stuff that's going on, okay? Like federal statistics and studies show that blacks are 39 times more likely to commit a violent crime against whites than whites committing violent crimes against blacks. But the only ones we hear about are the cops shooting the blacks or the cops beating up the blacks or or this, a white guy goes in there, but hold on, federal statistics show 39 blacks are 39 times more likely to commit a violent crime against whites than whites committing violent crimes against blacks? 39 times. Do you understand why God hates unjust scales and balances because it's wrong. It's just wrong to report on one side of this issue acting as though the other side of the issue doesn't exist and the other side of the issue is occurring at a 39 time more to one ratio. You know, if I was green from the planet of Mars, I would still be angry about this. Or if I was oriental, I should say. Or what it's wrong is wrong and right is right is the whole point what happened at charleston was unbelievably wrong evil okay this other though is wrong too <laughs> and a ton of people have died on the white side and that's totally suppressed i'm just saying what's fair i don't care where i see injustice i'm gonna point it out you know and this goes on to say but um, Oprah Winfrey recently said that racism will not disappear until older white Americans die. But what she did not mention is the inescapable fact that racism is alive and well in the minds of many black Americans. Let me ask you a question. If blacks are 39 times more likely to commit a violent crime against whites, who is the real, where is the majority of the real racism occurring? Is all I'm trying to point out. I have a lot of black listeners. I love them. I have a lot of black friends. I love them. I, I, it's These aren't the people I'm talking to. Okay, I'm talking about what is the media trying to create? What is the media covering up? They're trying to foment a race war by presenting one side of the story to the absolute total exclusion of the other side as though it doesn't exist, even though it's occurring at a 39 times to one ratio. And you can go, well, then you can go back to the whole thing about slavery and all their stuff. Listen, um, I'm talking about right now. What happened in those days was horrifically bad as well. Okay? But right is right and wrong is wrong in whatever day and age we live in. And this is all I'm trying to point out here. Okay? And you got Oprah Winfrey saying that racism will not disappear until older white Americans die. <laughs> I mean, Wow, but that's okay to say. Can you imagine 
if like a white prevalent person said that racism will not disappear until all the older black people die and let's say even worst case they were a christian like a christian minister oh my can you imagine there'd be rioting in the streets but it's okay for oprah winfrey to say it you get the point i'm trying to make here the the unbelievable disparity here it's so it's like wow okay this is fair you know so predominant is this hatred many blacks are convinced that other blacks are racist in a recent Rasmussen poll, 31% think most blacks are racist. I hate white people, said LaShawn Martin, a black man who attacked an older white man in New York's Union Square, knocking him into a coma that ultimately resulted in his death. Not a word about the racist nature of the attack from Sharpton, Jackson, or Winfrey. Not a word. And there never is. Even the established media is reluctant to characterize the attack as racist. That's fine. The, the white people can get beat at a 39 to 1 ratio. Don't you say anything. That's not politically correct. You deserve it. You deserve it. Because of what you did to our people bringing them over here. Slavery was horrific. Okay. But does evil ever justify more evil? Is the whole point? Let's look at this biblically. Police kill more whites than blacks, but minority deaths generate more outrage. Police killing of blacks down 70% in the last 50 years. This is crime in America. This is Center on Juvenile and Criminal Justice Center. And they say police killings of blacks is down 70% in the last 50 years. 70%. But see, we only see the ones that they want to march out. Like I said about... 800 to a million people go missing in america every year why isn't there all of this this outrage over those million people that go missing every year doesn't fit their narrative oh sure they'll march out you know two or three that that, that oh this one got kidnapped and now it's all over the news and this and that but what about all the other ones that go under the radar they just go missing the homeless that are just scooped up i'm convinced Go into the dark of the night, never to be seen from again. What about all them? I've done whole studies on this. The whole satanic abduction. Lord knows what our government's even doing with all of this. Uh, reports on where they've seen homeless people in homeless centers where, like, one night there's, like, a whole group of them in a field, and then by the next morning they're all gone, and their, and their shopping carts are all stacked up nearby, and they're all gone. What about that? Is that outrageous? Is that ridiculous and, and evil and wicked? Yeah, but you don't hear about it. Only what the satanic devil mass media want you to get in, enraged and go crazy over and get mad about. And I'm not saying this Charleston thing is, is something we shouldn't get mad about. Righteous indignant, because it is. But I'm, I'm telling you, there's all kind of atrocities that are going on 24-7 in this country that are not being reported on. I mean, they are being 100% suppressed. A million people are going missing every year in America. I've done studies on this where we've got into this in detail. Okay? Just just key in missing in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. You'll find them. Nothing. Police killing of blacks down 70% in the last 50 years. Why can't they use this as a, as a headline? To maybe calm down 
No, they want to foment a race war. They don't want to calm it down. They want to, they want to stoke it up. In 2012, 123 blacks nationwide were killed by police with a gun. In that same year, 2012, 326 whites were killed by police with a gun. Whites who outnumber the blacks. Almost three times the amount of whites were killed with a gun. Why can't we have these type of statistics being widely broadcast? Because I think it would calm tensions down. Quite, not, not to say that that's, you know, great, well, at least the whites are getting killed more than the blacks. I'm just saying it would give the black races some more perspective is what I'm talking about here. They're being fed one side of the story. Society is being fed one side of the story. Okay, and it's all being done by design to create a race war between whites and blacks. That is, is my whole thing and when somebody does when, when somebody that is black dies it generates a thousand times more outrage in the media than a white person being killed by a black person it doesn't fit their narrative is, is the whole point i'm talking about here i'm not saying it wouldn't be reported on but normally it's reported on a local level and that's it you don't hear anything more about it but lately increasingly if one black person gets killed or has something done to them by a white it's it's national news everywhere it's disproportionate and it's by design and it's part of their satanic agenda to create a race war between whites and blacks. That's the whole point of what I'm trying to talk about here. Okay, so I'm not going to say anything more about it. I just wanted to try to give some perspective there. Now, here we have, I'm going to play this video outside of the Charleston Comes Together After Tragic Shooting. And this is Jakari Jackson interviewing um, so people, he's showing this big memorial, there's tons of white people there, there's, there's black people, and they're coming to pay their respects, they're coming to, you know what I mean, which is awesome, praise the Lord, I mean, this is what I love to see, he's showing the memorials, tons and tons of flowers and balloons, excuse me, sir, you ask you your thoughts on what's going on out here? Now, here's a white man holding up a Bible verse outside of the church that where the shooting just happened. I see, I see a lot of togetherness, a lot of unity, but I see a lot of hurt, and rightly so. And that's why I have this verse here, now abides faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. God is love, and he's demonstrated his love for us. Uh, and giving up his son for us, and uh, this is what's going to overcome this tragedy, this awful, awful thing that happened here in, in this place, this holy place. Uh, I serve a God of hope and of faith, but most of all, a God who is love, and that's the message, eventually, that will overcome. We grieve now, but we don't grieve as others who have no hope. We have faith and hope in the God of love who will work through this. Thank you, sir. Amen. I mean, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That is awesome. You know, so to a certain extent, so far, and I'm not saying totally, but to a certain extent, this has backfired. They're not riding in the streets down there. They're not going now. If something else happened, who knows? I don't know. Probably would. But um, I'm seeing, it almost looks like there's more white people there than blacks coming out to pay their respects 
And I mean that is all. I mean that is awesome. Praise the Lord. I love it when you know what you know Satan intended purely for evil is now being. There's certain people down there that are coming together. and They're all Christians that are trying to turn this around for good. For for you know let's let's have unity through the love of Jesus Christ, and and that's 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 as good as it can get. You know, and, and man, I, I was just, that was really, I thought that was awesome what he said. And, and um, there's also another little video you can watch here, Prayer March in Charleston, South Carolina. Now, um, there are some people down there and, and they're, you know, they're, they're, and they're mad and rightly so. I get it. I'm not saying they don't have any reason to be mad, but again, they're, they're, I see a lot more so far good coming out of this than evil now unlike like the thing that just went on in boston or ferguson where it's just all raping and looting and pillaging and you know they're destroying their own neighborhoods half the time it, it's you know come on really and so but so much of that again is fomented george soros they're they're literally you know putting millions of dollars into fomenting they're trying so hard the illuminati to foment this race war to create this summer of rage which will be all the more justification for troops on the street, for martial law, and then once that gets into place, then they can just start issuing, Obama can start issuing more executive orders, ruling more by dictatorship, doing um, what they're doing now kind of like out in the open, but now even bolder in your face, because then they'll have literal supposed excuses for all of the troop movements and everything else. That's what they're... Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.